0: Goldie here, and we're gonna talk about wrestling on today's episode, episode number two of the We're Going to Talk About Wrestling podcast. We touch on uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Division, the Firefly Fun Flunha- Firefly Funhouse, really fun house. I've never watched it before. Uh, the Firefly Funhouse. What happened with the cage match on Raw is 30. We're talking about the Grace and Braun feud, and we're touching on the tribute to Jay Briscoe. With that, I'd like to say hello, everybody. Welcome on in once again. We have Flo and Donjay. How are you, gentlemen, doing today? Doing pretty uh, good. Right.
1: I'm life.
0: I love when both of you talk at the same time. It's I, I'll go back to doing it individual. Flo, how are you doing today?
1: <laughs>
2: doing good.
0: Donjay, sir, how are you? Meh, meh. I'm Have great. you ever I'm heard great. of Have you ever it's heard Royal of the Rumble fire? Week. Royal it is Royal, Royal Rumble, Rumble week. week. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Firefly Flun House?
1: Not the Flun House, but the no? Fun House. Yes, big fan.
0: Okay, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Uh, let's get, (laughs) that. yeah, say that, say Firefly Funhouse three times fast.
1: Triple F, baby.
0: No, 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 you have to actually say it. No, no. (laughs) Fine, I'll be the one that embarrasses myself. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So what we're going to try to do this show is save as many Rumble predictions as possible for Saturday's special one-hour pre-Rumble podcast. Um, But of course, with it being Rumble Week, there's going to be things to talk about. So uh, let's talk about it. Kicking things off. The SmackDown Male Tag Team Division. We had a tag tournament commence uh, for the winners will be the number one contenders to the Usos uh, SmackDown Tag Championships. Teams involved, the Viking Raiders. Seamus and Drew, Hit Row, Los Lotharios, Brawling Brutes, Imperium, Legado del Fantasma, and Maximum Male Models. We talked about the depth of the tag team division on the last episode, and I think we predicted every team except Maximum Male Models in it.
1: Yep. Forgot about them because they're not on TV as much. They do a lot of digital um, stuff, which is kind of funny. Um, but not on SmackDown as much, but so but it was good to see them on TV this week.
2: All right. Yep. We just talked about last week, and I think there was a few people in chat when we're like, Oh, tag team, SmackDowns. Everybody's like, What's going on? Now nah, we they don't have death. They they pretty much had an entire show <laughs> dedicating to tag team wrestling. And if a couple of those matches, I mean they were almost pay-per-view caliber matches. I know the Imperium match for one, um, Absolutely banger, just could not stop it. Went on forever. Um, Ludwig Kaiser got
0: tagged in, came in hot, and just
2: almost completely killed a man. He hit (laughs) one
0: move, he hit one move, and I was like, Oh, this is Imperium, okay.
2: Yeah, there's they're always flanked with uh Gunther, so he gets all the credit, and that people forget that when these guys get in the ring. Their brand of tag team wrestling, is, it's just outstanding.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: fact that he almost killed a man, the irony is not lost on me, given that Ridge Holland was almost killed by Big E. But I digress.
0: No, no, no. No, you go ahead. No, 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 it's no. It's your avatar. Not, no, no. Get this is not, it out. This is not Soapbox. Get it it's out. Your sis. Get All it out. just
1: I am glad that Imperial won because that meant Ridge Holland lost.
0: I, we both remarked when that match concluded. We were like, oh, Ridge eats the pin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were all pretty happy about that. Um, so the first match of this tag tournament was the Viking Raiders versus Sheamus and Drew. And I remarked um, that that could have been a finals match easily. That could they started the show with a match that could have been the final.
1: Viking Raiders are so, so good. We we know Drew and Seamus for the longest of singles. They paired well, but damn, the Viking Raiders are good. Mm-hmm. Put them on my television every week.
2: Yeah, coming back, the same thing I said about Imperium, about a brand of wrestling when it comes to tag team, they just flow together so well. And I, I said it last week too, when WWE starts off a, a night with a tag team match, you know what you're going to get. It's it's going to be phenomenal either way, and it's going to be hard to talk for the rest of the show. You got the uh, the Viking Raiders who shouldn't be able to move like that for their size, especially Ivar out there. Unreal. The other. Cartwheels and cartwheels salt and, and stuff. Balls, you name it. And then uh, you just got Drew and Sheamus, which. You could watch them face each other every week in a match. It's actually the best match I've ever watched at a house show was Drew and Sheamus beating the hell out of each other for 30 minutes. It was outstanding. So, again, just touching on the tag team division on SmackDown, it's the division to watch right now.
0: So to recap what happened in that tournament, um, we had Viking Raiders versus Sheamus and Drew. Sheamus and Drew advanced. Um, Hit Row and Los Lotharios, Hit Row advances due to BFAP interference, and for some reason, for some reason, Michael Cole hates Top Dollar. My man was ripping on him to the point that, was it... Was it Wade was that the match that Wade Barrett was like, why don't you pull up in their hood and talk that talk, Michael Cole? Yeah. <laughs> 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 They're about to drop another distract. <laughs> He's never living down the flop. It's never yep. not gonna be flop dollar. But I am happy to see them um get a win, kind of solidify um their heel turn a little more. Um looking forward to seeing more out of them. We had uh, Legado del Fantasma versus the Maximum Male Models, which, I mean, honestly, was... It, I don't want to say it was a squash match, because that, I don't want to discredit... Um, is it Massey and Mansour? Is and that Mansoir. how we're saying it now? And Mansour... It's Mansour? Yeah. Mansour? Qu'est-ce Pourquoi? It... I don't care how many symbols you put on. He's man's sword of me, damn it. Um, I don't want to, like, discredit them. But we all knew Legato was advancing. Uh, yep. Zelina is fantastic on commentary, the way that she was ripping on Maxime, Like, girl thought it was a good idea to wear a <laughs> trash bag. Like She was letting him have it. And then uh, Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. We have Imperium. Advancing, so we have Sheamus and Drew facing off against Hit Row, I believe. Was that the bracket? Yes. And then Imperium versus Legato. Yep. Predictions, because it's not happening at the Rumble, so I'm I'm no, comfortable no. saying predictions.
1: Yeah, because those two will happen tomorrow night. Um, I think they're gonna go Drew and Sheamus. I want it to be um, Legato. That's where I'm going. Sticking my neck out there. I'm a big Legato mark.
2: Yeah, I think uh, it, it would take some sort of heavy screwy in order for the Bang Bros to lose that match.
0: Yep. Well, they are going against um, Hit Row that has BFAB on the outside. I,
2: I, I still don't think with those two, when, when you look at focus, I think you would need something bigger to enter. It would I, take like a I agree. Of- yeah. I agree. Yep. Like, like B fab. I can't see like pulling Drew's leg. I mean, Drew might do what everybody wants to do to the right, a kicker to the curve there, and just keep going. But I, I don't think that that's the interference we're getting with that team. So I do think Sheamus and Drew are going to get the nod there. Um, on the other side, oh, man, Legato-Imperium. Um, that could be a finals match, too, and I'd be okay. Iron Man match. Um, can they both tie, and can we make it a triple threat? We'll, we'll make it, like, one of those NXT matches, and I'll be fine with it. Um, <laughs> I think, oh man, I'm going to go Imperium just straight off of the momentum carrying. Um, maybe if uh, Santos was in the match, maybe that would curve me a little but uh, but i think Imperium's going to be able to pull it off
1: even if there's a distraction i agree only because of the fact that you just like picturing it forward you see a drew Sheamus, imperium final gunther is out there
0: that's that was gonna and, be and that, my point so, yep. that's i i'm picking imperium and i'm picking seamus and drew because i see i see gunther coming out and having a say in the matter Um, I see Imperium winning that match between Sheamus and I'm going even further. I'm predicting Mm -hmm. the winner of the whole damn thing. I'm picking Imperium. Um, I don't see Gunter dropping the Intercontinental title anytime soon. Nope. I do see the Usos dropping one of the titles. I would love to see Imperium all holding gold. I think that would be great. I can,
1: I can see that. And then going a step further. Yep. Them facing the Usos, you have Solo there. Yep. And being the Enforcer on the other side.
0: Yeah. I If that sets up like... um, a, Sorry, I had to push the cat off the keyboard. If that sets up um a Gunter Solo feud, are we about that?
1: I'm about that, right?
2: I, I'm yeah. about Solo anybody right now, including the so- banger we're getting <laughs> this week, so.
0: That is – um, that's the, the SmackDown tag team picture. Uh, a lot of the chat is saying um, Imperium to the finals, Drew and Sheamus versus Imperium. Uh, be real, hit slow is not going to the final. <laughs> hit slow. Come on, man. Why you got to do flop dollar like – I mean top dollar like that. Uh, Vikings could interfere. That's a good point. The Vikings could come back and mess with Sheamus and Drew. And we could get Hit Row to the finals, which would basically solidify their opponent winning, I think.
1: Could be.
0: Gunter could for world title game. push after Intercontinental run. I see that. Yep. Yes. Not till Mania at the earliest. I don't care when it happens as long as it slowly starts to happen. Because I feel like that would be a really strong feud. Go ahead, Don Jay.
1: Um, I was just going to say before we moved on from the tag piece. The one other note that I thought was great, and we talked about it, we made notes about it, was the fact that Michael Cole made a point to bring up Jay Briscoe again at the beginning of the tag team tournament, and yep. brought up how impactful the Briscoes were uh, have been in the tag team space. So again, this is a this is not your your father's WWE where we don't mention we mention belts and don't mention people's histories and stuff that was just a great nod to the impact that they've had, even though they never stepped foot in the WWE ring.
0: Agreed. And uh the Viking Raiders were wearing armbands, as was Kevin Owens. Um, mm-hmm. So it was nice that they were allowing them to pay tribute to Jay Briscoe in that sense. All right, let's move on. Next topic of discussion. I'm probably going to get like super upset when we talk about this. No reason. <laughs> um What is happening with the SmackDown Women's Division. (laughs) I I mentioned look, I'm very grateful that Charlotte is back because now we can have some actual credible wrestling matches. But who the fuck's he gonna face? They brought back the woman they needed to get eyes back on the on the product and we're just not who's clicking
1: <laughs> that's me
0: that's my fault I can hear all of that um we brought back the person we needed to get eyes on the product and now they're just sonya the whole thing like what's what's going on here
2: I mean, it was like I stated when she came in. It was like SmackDown only had one credible story going, which was Ronda and Shayna, which yep. is, was the build forever, it seemed like. That's why everybody got so sick of them, I believe. But it it's like now that she's back, it's like, okay, I'll give them a chance. Where are they going with it? And it's not going anywhere. I mean, we had the random thing last week with Raquel and Liv, which I guess is kind of like a Royal Rumble preview thing. I don't know. They're just trying to
0: make Raquel look strong, which they don't really need to do with squash matches with Liv.
2: But yeah, it's like, I don't, I, I, I don't have the answer to this one. It's like, what are they doing? What is the plan? Is the plan ever going to show up? Is the, is the rumble going to lead us to the plan? I don't know, but there's no substance at all right now.
0: I think we need the rumble to kickstart something in the SmackDown yeah. women's raw's fine. Raw looks mm-hmm. fine. Um, SmackDown desperately needs direction. I hate what they're doing with Sonya. Like, so much. And we'll get into that a little later, too, with the Raw is 30 thing. But, like, yeah. are we really... Are we really resorting Sonya to cheap shots?
2: She She's turned into the SmackDown version of Ali. Like, it's just like, okay, that's a good comparison. In I'm just going to go jump them in the back. That's what we're going to do. And it's just kind of like, okay, I really didn't understand you before. Now I understand you even less. Like, and Sonya is decent in the ring. Have, have I think she's ever done anything memorable? I do not. Do I think she has the potential to? I do, given the right circumstance. However, this isn't it. It's like you're attacking people from behind and then getting beat when you do it. And then you just keep coming back, gnawing at after day, after day, after
0: day. Do you think and maybe like she said, should go back to NXT and deal with toxic attraction just to give her something to do? I don't. I don't, only
1: because I think that they are close to coming up. Um, could she go down to NXT and do something to refresh her her persona? Yeah, I don't think the toxic I thought the Tops of Detraction thing would be it, but the more I think about it, maybe it's just somewhere where she can refresh herself, kind of like Mandy did when she went down there to refresh herself and and look where that got her um, in terms of of NXT. Um, So it's a possibility for her. I don't think it's her fault, though. I think it's more
0: what I agree. I think it's booking. It's booking.
1: And I I read somewhere, and like I said, we on this podcast will take dirt sheets with a grain of salt. Um, but I did read somewhere where they brought Charlotte back like a month early. Like this, Rhonda was supposed to be here for like another month through Rumble. And then the plans changed. And then they brought Charlotte back early and put the title on her. So that's like a month early where they don't have anything properly planned.
0: So um, it's a month of scrambling basically until exactly. the Rumble. Exactly. Exactly. well that's ah uh, that uh, i don't want to jump into the cage match competition uh situation but that that seems to be a common occurrence where they just kind of cut random shit for the women's division huh
2: yeah i was uh I, I was gonna say i think what sonya needs is like let's give her a month over on raw and see what she did but then if they run out of time, they're just going to cut her anyway. So I'm not sure about that either. But again, that's a subject
1: for, uh, yeah. for a little Monday, bit. Later. Monday was a special circumstance. And we'll talk more about that later um, in terms of the timing of it. But yeah, that it didn't, in terms of the women situation, did no favors Friday or Monday.
0: No, it didn't. and And we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, let's see what's the chat saying imploding hard. They have depth, but they don't want to push anybody. Raquel needs to turn heel. Love Charlie. Hoping it's Kana. Yeah, we're getting hints at dark Oscar. She'll face Dakota Kai and Dakota will win the title and rule WWE. Yeah. Okay. I wonder Um, who said that. Maybe Naya is returning. Instead of Dana, they're inserted. Oh, instead of Sonya there. Hold on. No, because Dana's on Raw, right? Yeah. Shanna versus Charlotte would slap. They would would have a story, at least. At least Rhonda could be like, I'm sending Shayna after you. Or something. We need Kana. What else does Sonya have? Yeah, her character has been... uh, It's been... uh, Sonya should go back to SmackDown GM, leave Adam Pierce on Raw. That, I don't think, is a terrible idea. I don't think that's a terrible idea at all. Um, SmackDown has women to use. They just don't know who to push. All I know is Mania. We need Raquel Charlotte or, oh, God, no, we're not. Nah. She's a transition feuder. Need a feud inserts Sonia. I see that. I see that. Raquel turn have her against Charlotte. Billy Kay for the Women's Rumble. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. We did get another Lacey Evans promo. But again, how many times are they going to repackage Lacey Evans?
1: You mean Sergeant Slaughter?
2: She is... <sighs> She's another one that suffered from they kept giving storylines to that just never seemed to ever end and pan out the way they wanted, Um, regardless if they were good storylines, bad storylines, etc. She's always been good in the ring, but it, it was like the matches that she had never had any meaning to them. It was always kind of like, hey, we need a woman's match this week. Let's throw Lacey in. So I'm not exactly sure what they're trying to do with this Iron Sheik gimmick, but um, well, I guess half uh, Sergeant Slaughter, half Sheik, as she's going yeah. with the camel clutch. But honestly,
1: uh, not. It'll be interesting. So, Hopefully, she's back yeah. for the Rumble. I think she's. I think she'll be back for the Rumble. Honestly, she they haven't had anything really solid for her since she came back from maternity.
0: I, I do want to point out, somebody in the chat did say um, her last push was self-killed, and I that's the point that I wanted to make, is are we just waiting for her to send another dumb tweet so she can get repackaged again, or is that is she just stifled now because of the comments she made? I don't want to get into them too much in depth, but uh, TLDR, she said something about processed food causes autism, yeah. which we all no is not true like if, if you think that's true please go read a book um but like she tweeted that out in full confidence and then had like a deleted tweet following it up so i don't know how much of it is damage control no pun intended um with her pr wise it with her
2: it's always in questioning and what they're going to do i mean they're airing the vignettes, so i'd imagine she's Coming back, uh, what they're going to do. I mean, anything right now to the SmackDown women's division, I mean, helps. But then again, I guess they have the people. They're just not having the, the creative content. Um, a rumble. But it will be interesting to see what they do with her when she comes back, seeing as she is kind of being packaged as this alpha weapon, whatever, to see if they send her after Shara, or maybe they send her after Raquel. Maybe we get a heel. One of them is the face. Uh, who knows? Lacey won't
0: stay face. Mm-mm. The crowd just naturally boos her. Like I can see them maybe doing that as a Raquel push to the moon storyline where she gets so over and big mommy cool eventually runs the division. Because that's the direction we're going in, right? Is Raquel?
1: Yeah. And Charlotte's the only person. I, I mean, that,
2: that's got to be a part of it. I mean, when when you look at it, uh, after her in the division and Charlotte, it's kind of a little bit lacking of what you're gonna get. Liv was up there for a little bit, but she since fell down. Um, I. But it, it's still kind of like it's like okay, you have Charlotte, you have Raquel, and it's like what else can you really do? They need. I mean, do, do they need the SmackDown tag titles over there? But even if do they, they don't, oh really god, have, please no. Tag teams that just be throwing people together again for
0: the women. Yeah,
1: they need to do the draft, they just need to shake up like a a Bailey or a Becky needs to go over to again for
2: SmackDown Women's Division. Let's just see what they decide to do after the Rumble, and then hopefully, we get some type of sighting or pathway to something relevant.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully. It is, it is a little confusing. We will have to see, I guess, what happens the SmackDown before the Rumble if we get any kind of storyline progression or if it becomes a somebody from SmackDown wins the Women's Rumble and that starts the feud. That's likely what's going to happen. Um, yep. Anyways, next up um, the botch heard around the stream the, the Firefly Flun House. Um, we had first off first off let me talk to you <laughs> do we really need to be giving la Knight enhancement matches
1: I thought it was fine it was to get him just it was to give him something to, to get him in the ring other than to do uh, another promo segment
2: yeah yeah I think that's what they're going for there it why was didn't kinda... they just
0: do it like bef- while he was walking down the ramp then?
1: Where's
0: the fun in that? He won't I mean, hit me. Yeah, but like the fun was all of you guys having like a freaking orgasm when the Fun House hit the, t- the Titan Tron. And I'm sitting way. here going, who You're the fuck are these people? Did. I mean, as soon
2: as the music hit, I mean, you were in voice with me. I lit up like a goddamn chat. You
0: did. And I was like, I don't, I'm not familiar with complete transparency here. I'm not familiar with the Fun House. I wasn't watching. I wasn't watching wrestling when that was a thing. So you in my spoiler room in the discord, everybody saw how excited I was when they were like, Oh my God, they're actually going to give LA Knight a match. I was pumped. I'm like, I don't think I've seen him wrestle. I love the promo work. I love the air around him. Like the swagger, the confidence, the look, the walk, the talk, but I haven't seen the wrestling yet. So like, I, I was disappointed because I wanted to be like, all right, what can he actually do? And then it turned into more Bray storyline, which I'm not criticizing. It's just I didn't see what I wanted to see. But we did get the second side of Bray.
2: We got another evolution in the uh, the story that is unfolding of Bray Wyatt um, going back and repairing the, uh, the Firefly Funhouse. Yep. Um, just, like I said, just the music and and the expression, and like you've seen it on everybody's face, it just popped up. Um. So, pretty much what I what, what we're running through here, and not only was it just the Firefly Funhouse, like it started out with a little bit of edge with it. I mean, he had the uh the, the good old plumber's crack going. I think he mm-hmm. dropped a few bombs on it as well. And I think that was the uh, the giddy excitement of pretty much what the Firefly Funhouse was, is it was actually fun, it was comedy, it was great. Um, it, it was
1: just, just... It was like Pee-Wee's Playhouse. Like, <laughs> you watch Pee-Wee's Playhouse, it was an evolution of that, and we got Ramblin' Rabbit back, who for my money the, my favorite character in the Funhouse, because he was Kenny South Park style, and they always... Did crap to him and I loved every second of it.
0: All right, so I was. You're getting into my next question. I need a TLDR on these characters. So there's Ramblin' Rabbit. Okay. And that's the Bohemian. And that's kind of, I would say, that's the one that was like the boss. little dude that did the LA Night yeah. impression that was like, talk yeah, to you. let yeah. me talk yeah. to you. <laughs> that yep. was, so,
1: that was got, so cute. They got Abby the Witch, who's the <laughs>
0: saucy. One in the window. She dropped the F-bomb, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was great.
1: Um, and then there's Huskus the pig, which is kind of like his Husky Harris character back in NXT.
0: Okay. The one uh, that looked like Uder from The Simpsons that was eating chocolate? Yep. Yes. Okay.
1: And then, and then there's Mercy the buzzer which is like the Follow the Buzzards, um, Waylon Mercy, Bray Wyatt that we're used to with the rocking chair. He,
2: he's the take no prisoners. He has the, the, the swagger with it. So it, it's kind of like the different emotions per se, um, yep. while also his backstory. But yeah, it's just pretty much his, uh, his Pee-Wee's Playhouse puppet world that uh, it's just amazing content. <laughs> Yep. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to have to watch a few back. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I have no issue doing the YouTube research and watching. Um, I feel like I'm getting misunderstood here in the chat. It's not. I I don't dislike it. I'm just not familiar with it. Because I missed that part of Bray Wyatt. So I'm not trying to like crap on it. I just. I'm just. I've never seen it before. That's all. I'm just trying to understand it. Um, With that. How much of that do you think we see in this pitch black match? Because we still really don't know what a pitch black match is.
1: I think the the funhouse, like we've been seeing previous weeks, is just another version of him. So I think what like, we'll see all of the different uh, eras of Bray somehow, some way in this pitch black with Uncle Howdy pulling the strings.
2: Yeah, I think we're we're only missing one final piece. Oh, you're loud. I'm loud. Now you're not. Okay, but uh, we're we're only missing one little piece to the puzzle remaining for the uh, the Bray Wyatt storyline, which uh, I'm thinking we get tomorrow.
0: I think so uh, too. I agree
2: with. I agree with Don Jay. Uh, I I think we're going to see a whole lot of Bray Wyatt um, in the pitch dark.
0: Yeah, so we're thinking fiend on SmackDown?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: How many fiend masks do you think surround the ring? And LA Knight just stands there forced to watch it all again with his mouth open, like, what's
2: going on here? It'll be better when the lights go out and they come back on and he's wearing the fiend mask.
0: No. (laughs) Why you gotta do that to me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He showed (laughs) up to work twice. He showed up to work twice. Yeah. Let me talk to you. <laughs> um. So one of the one of the uh, comments in the chat, a lot of people seem to forget. L. A. Knight had a match with Braun Strowman at Tribute to the Troops and was squashed while feuding with Bray. No idea what they're doing with L. A. Knight. I think his promo on Monday showed that he could feud with literally anybody.
2: Well, Tribute to the Troops, the faces always win yeah there's nothing to it that's the tribute to the troops that's the excitingness that's the backstory of it is that good prevails over evil
1: right uh, like Baby, america. Ice is not canon america it, do- it doesn't go storyline story like baby isis um, yeah it's just there for entertainment value self-contained
0: let's uh let's move on to the next topic and um Webster's Dictionary defines damage control as a verb when one person takes out an entire stable. To use it in a sentence, last Friday on SmackDown, Kevin Owens won v Ford, the entire bloodline. Therefore, he damage controlled them. My man was on a mission in that contract signing. Now we might might have maybe a little bit whiffed on the prediction, just a little. I thought um, it was gonna be it. Me, me and we just assumed we just assumed that they'd all go out there, sign the contract, shake hands, and leave. Um, Roman got his entrance. They got to you know day eight hundred fifty whatever of champions. And then uh stunner, stunner, stunner <laughs> KO just like <laughs> out of nowhere, just shows up and stuns Roman, power bombs him through a table, like kicks Solo in the face or something. Yep. Um it was and I it, I was came
1: down.
0: I was getting like Austin flashbacks, how he would just show up and stun people and the crowd would go nuts. And he'd just stand in the ring stone like, yeah, I'm stone, stone cold! cold, stone cold, stone cold. Yeah, like <laughs> that I, I mean, was getting major Austin vibes from that.
2: It it's getting to the point where KO needs like a 20-foot uh nobody can go in space. Because I mean, he's been whipping chairs, whipping anything around him, just like at people's faces. Like, don't don't even care. Like he is just completely on an absolute destruction mission. Came down through the crowd, almost shield style, takes out Roman, takes out Solo, which hasn't even been touched yet. Then, the yeah, Russo's come down, completely get rearranged, and he—I mean—he's never been hotter than he is right now. He just needs a
0: zamboni, just give him his zamboni. Yeah, instead of the in milk hand. truck, instead of the milk truck, he needs a zamboni. I absolutely agree. Um, yes, let that. Him have- That did set up um, a match that I know Flo is really looking forward to on Friday Night SmackDown. I find it interesting that it's happening a day before the Rumble with two super, like, on-fire superstars. We have a one-on-one match between Kevin Owens and Solo Sokoa. Now, interesting to note... Solo is undefeated. But are they really going to have KO lose this match going into the Rumble?
1: No, it's shenanigans. It's total shenanigans. You think it ends the way
0: that KO Sammy did?
1: I think so. Because there's no way they're going to let Solo lose tomorrow. And KO has to look strong. And Sammy can't be there. Tomorrow, because of Monday, quotes. which we'll talk about. Yep. Um, so I think it'll. I think the Usos are gonna jump him. Roma's gonna get his big come um, payback from last Friday, and KO's gonna be left laying, but it's not gonna be like a loss.
2: I think for this one, it's a match that I've been asking for for weeks
1: mm-hmm. and weeks
2: and weeks for a while now. And we're finally going to do it, but I kind of think the opposite. I think the shenanigans backfire. I think Ko has the foresight in this one and rides the momentum wave riding in to uh, to the Rumble, um, just taking Solo, giving him the loss straight on his back. Um, I do think there will be shenanigans involved, but then again, I think they uh, I think they backfire a little bit.
0: How much do you think? Um goes into this match knowing the rumble is the next day.
2: Well, I mean, that's KO's entire persona. I mean, that's the prize fighter. He's, I mean, he's been fighting week after week. Uh, I mean, he's pretty much went down the entire bloodline list. Now he's going to finish off the job this weekend. Um, I think, I think we get more action than we we think we're going to get even heading into the next day. Royal rumble. I think, uh, I I think it's going to be pretty intense. Maybe some barricades broken, maybe some more chairs to the faces because that's what's been happening. But uh, I'm looking forward to it.
0: I am too. I think it'll be interesting to see what plays out going into the Rumble match. And there's so much going on with this Bloodline storyline. Let's get right into Raw is 30. And instead of a Bloodline um, acknowledgement ceremony... We got the trial of Sami Zayn. And I know dirt sheets, again, grain of salt, something to do with the original plans got canceled and they had to scramble. So they threw this together. Uh, Donjay, you're probably the better one to ask about that because I I don't really follow the the Twitter all that much. Rikishi
1: ended up being sick. So, but they knew, like, Friday or Saturday that he wasn't going to make it for Monday. So they had to scramble pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. And uh the results, would either of you like it, to weigh in on, on this trial of Sammy's? I don't really have any thoughts about it, it to be honest. It was,
2: I, I mean, it, it showed like it was put together, at least from Paul Heyman's end, because mm-hmm. it was like the, the evidence Paul Heyman was showing was so, like, weak when we as viewers have seen, like, much worse, much more compelling uh, things that Sammy did with Kevin Owens, this, that, and the other. Which, by the way, don't make sense anyway, because, I mean, how did we go from a trowel to whatever happened? I'm not exactly sure how we got from point A to get point B. I was kind of happy with the point B ending and what they did with it. But uh, Paul's evidence was just so lacking. It's like, Really? Really? And then Roman snaps like, oh, you see this? This
0: is it, it, like, yeah, that's that's kind of.
2: And then, of all uh,
0: people to have a lack of evidence, Paul Heyman is not the person I think of.
2: Yeah. Paul Heyman's the kind of guy where even though he's not a lawyer, I would call to be my lawyer just to speak. Um, So yeah. I guess speaking his, his thing, video production, not as much. Capturing footage, not as much. Get, just leave him the speaking. But a um, uh,
0: F- filmmaker of the year. Main event, Jay Uso.
2: The uh, the superstar steps up completely. Jay Uso saves the day from Sammy eating A uh, th- that's a weird part too because Solo and Sammy weren't they the ones that were really cool in the beginning? Yep. yep. Like they were always the BFF crew, this that and the other. And now it's just like Roman's like, "Yep, yeah, Solo, take him out back, give him the old yeller." So uh, then uh, he cocks the gun back, and Jay comes in with the save to everybody's avail with uh, the good defense attorney evidence which was absolutely uh, wonderful and the story continues with him getting the save
1: I just I enjoyed a whole story up to this point um, just from especially the Jay aspect because if, if for people who hasn't been with this from the beginning of the story, Jay and, and Roman battle. And Jay did not want to become part of this. And he was forced into it. And then he finally fell in line. But you always knew that there was that resentment that he had to fall back behind his cousin. And I'm thinking some of this is is he went to save Sammy because he really respects Sammy. But some of this is I did not forget what you put me and my brother through to join this at the very beginning. There's so many layers.
0: Like an onion or an ogre, um or an ogre or an ogre i I also felt um i'll I'll be honest, I was losing interest in the segment until Jay stood up because it just felt you have nine months of bloodline story, and this is the the prosecution that you're going with it it felt. Just it felt like such a stretch. And then Jay stepped up and I'm like, okay, I'm back in it. But until that point, I was like, what is the point of this? What is the point of this? But then, you know, main event, Jay. Tugging at the heartstrings a little bit. It
2: it it was definitely I mean it could have been a Hallmark movie at that point. And then what uh the the continuation into the match and just how uh, how that shook out, a little ironic, but... Uh, that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a pretty- fan
0: of fake injury storylines at all. I don't like them whatsoever, but it made sense since they did it for the Judgment Day the week prior. They did it for the bloodline, and it adds to the whole Sammy's showing his loyalty They let Sammy hit the 1D,
1: which Uh, was
0: amazing. (laughs) I popped so
1: hard for that.
0: Oh, that was so great. Um, And then Usos retain thanks to the help of Sammy over the Judgment Day. So their raw tag team titles are still intact. Um, Again, there is that tournament on SmackDown to determine the number one contenders for, um, for the SmackDown titles on to the next topic and we are we are once again bringing up LA Knight and Bray because they showed up on Raw and i thought i was going to like happiness overload not only is la knight cutting a promo in the ring but then i am american badass starts playing <laughs> and then you hear the motorcycle start and i just wanted to cry I was so happy. <laughs> um, I might, <laughs> I might be in the minority here, but my favorite taker is American Badass taker. I just I thought ABA. it was the bandana, the the bike around the ring. When he's going up the ramp, he looks over his shoulder, and then he throws up the fist, and then just <laughs> and off he goes. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I loved everything about ABA. Um, So to see him confront L.A. Knight, who was dripping in the ring, dripping, yeah, Yeah. the sunglasses, the vest, the boots that he was wearing, my God. And then they get the stare down and then L.A. Knight is cutting a promo on him on the way out up the ramp and Bray's music hits. And flow, I will, will let you take it from here. here. <laughs> this,
2: this was the segment that just kept on giving. Like yep. it was, I, I never knew I needed something so much in my life until this. Uh, like I said, you got L.A. Knight was killing the promo, like he always does. Nothing new, giving it all. Taker of all people comes out to confront him. They give him the gong to start.
0: They swerved so they everybody. Give
2: him the gong. Turn it around, then the American badass arrives. Got the bike working, got around the ring, gets in. LA night takes off, and then the shatter hits. And it's just like it's surreal. That's that's just the word that I kept using because it was like, is this moment actually happening? So, then, so, so that's the question that I had. That I'd, I'd like both of you they well, I kind of know. But uh, if you're Mm -hmm. stuck
0: between New
2: Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker, which way do you go?
0: L.A. Knight's way. Yeah, I knew that was coming (laughs) (laughs) If there's a fork in the road, take it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That was the decision L.A. Knight was given, and I am absolutely happy that he is deserving to be part of this moment that happened next. Um, L.A. Knight retreats back the other way, Going, uh, going back to the ring where Taker is able to get his big, sexy hand around his neck, mm. and then Bray enters the ring, and don't do me like this. L.A. Night was passed <laughs> like a torch in the wind over to Bray, passing Bray to the torch
0: in the night,
1: night. Yeah.
2: passing the torch in the L.A. Night air. Mm. Mm-hmm. Then they stare down, and you see Taker give a little whisper.
0: You what guys you know what... You guys know what Taker said to Bray, right? Omelette du
2: fromage. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I felt like the whole segment was whispering in my ear. Like,
0: I do want to point would... out Iron Sheik sent me a fantastic meme. Uh, Simpsons related. Now, Bray, I don't want to alarm you. But there may be a boogeyman or boogeymen in this house. <laughs> Sorry.
2: But in the end, we get the uh, the payoff torch pass that we've secretly always wanted. Um, Again, Ed, just everybody involved in the entire segment, it was surreal. And I don't think I could use many other words than that. But uh, it's going to be hard to top that moment for me, even this weekend, I think.
0: And Bray tweeted out afterwards um, his appreciation for Undertaker. Basically saying, you know, he's used to his uniqueness being treated like a disease. So to get arguably one of the guys in the industry to kind of give him that nod, pass him that torch, give him that validation was fantastic. And he got a
1: lot of rub. Even when he got a lot of rub, just being in the ring with one of the greatest characters in the history of, of wrestling with The Undertaker, him being still relatively new to the company in comparison to Bray and The Undertaker, nothing bad comes from from any of this from an LA perspective.
0: He Not at all. gets
1: elevated so much by just being in the same Space with The Undertaker.
0: And like I said, he was still cutting a promo on Undertaker as he was leaving. It's like, hey, I heard you on the podcast saying all the guys are soft. Yeah, I think so too, buddy. And then he's like slowly walking up the ramp and he's still talking. Arguably one of the best talkers in all of wrestling right now. So I, I don't think he looks bad at all eating a sister Abigail.
2: Yeah, it just everybody in the entire segment. Like it was it, it was perfection. Um, I thought the hair stood up. like you, you got L.A. Night cut in the promo. Your hair stood up. The Undertaker dog hits. Your hair stand up. Yeah.
0: Then, <laughs> then you hear the motorcycle. I have to do this one on. more time, apparently. No nom, 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 Ivy asked. <What>? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Literally, it's it's one of those moments where the hair is on the back of your neck stand up. It, it was awesome.
0: All right. Um, I am going to, um, because I have a big smile on my face. So what we're not going to do is talk about the cage match right away. What we're going to do is um, talk about the return of Brock Lesnar. I can't do it as well as motorcycle sound, but um, <laughs> my my motorcycle sound is like up here, and my Brock um, my Brock Lesnar sound is like down there. Um, A lot of clippable moments on this podcast. You can tell I'm comfortable now. But main event of Raw is 30 was a no disqualification match between Austin Theory, the United States champion, and Bobby Lashley, the challenger. And Theory wins in pretty remarkable fashion. You I loved hear? I love the finish, too. I still... We talk about in the last segment, you know, like the hair is standing up. you got goosebumps when that intro for Brock Lesnar hits like my entire body shuts down. It's just so incredible to me. Like I want to be there live just to hear his music hit. Cause I know I would probably just freak out and die. Um, but the music hits and you hear the, Oh my God. God, and then he walks down to the ring. He's got the cowboy hat. No tractor, unfortunately. The tractor didn't make the anniversary um, show, unfortunately. But Brock walks down to the ring. He F-5s Lashley, and then he F-5s Theory on top of Lashley for the three count, which I thought was badass. Now, the question I have, is he back for good? Or is he just here to enter the Royal, is he here just to enter the Royal Rumble, throw out like 15 people, get eliminated by Lashley, and then they have another feud?
1: I think it's the Lashley-Brock feud. I think they have something that Rumble leads into WrestleMania. You get Brock versus Bobby at WrestleMania. It's printing money.
0: Yeah, because didn't didn't they want to have matches with each other and then like stuff fell through, Bobby got injured and whatnot?
1: Yeah, and they need a clean, like, finish. Like, it's a it's a third match essentially because Bobby beat Brock for the title last year. Then um, Brock just beat Bobby, um, I think it was Survivor Series. Um, so now they have to have the the end the trilogy. And this is they should have been fighting since Bobby got back in 2018, but now the stars are aligned where they are fighting uh and it's great and I remember a time where people did not want to see Brock. They got tired of Brock. I think it was the fact that he had the title on him and he was never around part-time champion, blah blah blah. Brock is one of the best sellers in the sport as long especially if he likes you.
0: If he respects he you, yeah.
1: He will give you everything. So I I'm I'm all for Brock versus Bobby again.
0: I am too. But I would argue that both of them I know they're in their 40s. I know they've yep. been wrestling for a long time. They both still look incredible. Yep.
1: Fucking granite that body. Like, Bobby.
0: we all know black don't crack. But you nope. can tell Brock is having so much fun in this new role, in this new gimmick Cowboy of Brock. Cowboy Brock, Ball which Brock. is probably the most, the closest thing to how he actually is as a person. You can tell he's really enjoying himself and it shows when he, when he arrives in the ring. So we see this as a mania match, the, the culmination of this feud. Yep.
1: I do either that or they're going to do it at elimination chamber, but I I think it's a WrestleMania match.
2: Yeah. I think that's where we're going to get our ending. Cause like Don J alluded to, it is one, one in the scorecard and everything kind of had a screwy finish. Um, but it, it's, uh, it's WrestleMania season, so not having uh, Lesnar around for WrestleMania season would be pretty weird. But uh, is. his music hits, comes down to the ring, hits Lashley. And then, so one thing I do want to point out, is there anybody that takes an F5 better than Austin Theory?
0: Nope, uh, I was going to mention his cell job in Elimination Chamber last time.
2: Yeah. The yep. F5 off I... the
0: pod? Holy crap. Because he was
2: still in little annoying phone taker mode back then, and I yep. remember watching that, and he took that, and everybody's just like, well, I kind of have respect for the guy now.
0: He, he yeah, he, his involvement in that match and the, the confrontation him and Brock had was incredible, as much as I didn't want to like Theory. I had to respect the job he did. It was great. Yeah,
2: lands perfect, and then and then just look at the F five he took to land on top of Lashley. It's like picture perfect. Like there wasn't movement. There was nothing. He mounted that landing.
0: Perfection. I would have. I, I would have beautiful. like accidentally hit him with my forehead or something. I would have concussed someone if I tried to do that. He sold it. He landed perfectly. Just flopped. Not like flopped dollar, but like just flopped.
2: But I, I mean more than. The the Brock Bobby we that looks like we're getting it's like do they add theory to the mix now that well yeah I mean,
0: what happens now that what Bobby has is? had his shot? And we had at Raw is 30, we kind of had that Rollins Gunther stare down. So where does the US title go now?
1: Find out after the Rumble. Rumble changes everything.
0: Yeah, because him and Gunter are entering the Rumble with their titles. So I'm assuming it's not, they're not getting defended at the show. Nothing's been announced. No. No. So post Rumble, maybe we'll get a confrontation. Like I said when we were asking about Gunther and the Intercontinental title last episode, maybe we get some kind of a confrontation um, in the Rumble match itself. And that sets up a feud for Elimination Chamber to compete for the belt. All right. One more thing to do with Raw is 30. And I want to kind of lighten the mood here a little bit. There was a lot of nostalgia happening in Raw is 30. Um, Who did we see that we were happy to see? Who did we see that we didn't want to see? And why was it Hogan? And who did we hope to see and didn't see? What were your favorite moments from the show?
1: Anytime you give me Ron Simmons and APA and poker, is sign me up, because I'm waiting for the damn every
0: the, single time. The door didn't have a room. The da the, the the door didn't have a room.
1: Never never does. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> <It> <laughs> they opened awesome.
0: the door and then the, the camera pans out. I'm like these motherfuckers can't be serious. <laughs> <laughs> it was where, perfect.
2: That, where that, room that, room the room at? <laughs> the the Ron Simmons JBL confrontation was definitely the.
0: Definitely the plus for me. It's the Simpsons gift where everyone's like, say the line, Bart. Say Mm -hmm. the line, Bart. Damn. And yay. (laughs) Yeah, I did like Um, seeing Alondra with her belt. She brought her belt with her. Um, Would have liked to see
1: more female um,
0: what I was going to get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, In terms of the who did we miss. Apparently, Lita was there. But never got on camera. Because they were filming for the, um, that A&E show that the Austin super, is... So the
1: Legends, yeah. Apparently she, she was
0: backstage filming for that at Raw is 30. And it's like, you really couldn't have her walk out. But... That, gonna, You're saving uh, up for Saturday. Gonna... Yep. Uh, yeah, it's just gonna... Uh-uh. Um, any other moments... I'm a little disappointed that we didn't hear Jimmy Hart actually say anything. Yeah, like he had weird,
1: the, he and had the him
0: megaphone him. and everything and nothing. Yeah.
1: I enjoyed seeing Kurt with DX.
0: Uh, and I know Guys, we're guys, I have an idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get out of here, Kurt. We're, we're talking over here.
0: Flashback to when he took Roman's spot in the shield and he walks out in the crowd That shiny bald head in the vest, just with this big ass smile on his face, right? Like, hey, look at me. I'm one of the boys. So So, happy for him.
2: We're assuming he's joining the NWO next year, correct? Because I think that's the only faction that he hasn't been a part of at this point.
0: Nation of Domination. He could join a nation. Maybe he he was, maybe he's the kid from the GIF. Jimmy Hart is like 80. He was there. Give him that. You know who else is like 80 and was there and got to talk? Ric Flair. Say what you will about the man. I did want to remark, I, I put in my notes. Not, not in my notes. I did it in my, um, in my Discord server. It was really nice of WWE to let Rick introduce his daughter. I thought that was a really heartfelt... Say what you want about the flares. Mm-hmm. All like, your opinions of the flares aside. As a parent... To be able to introduce your child, who has been following in your footsteps and having just as much success, that has to be one of the best feelings in the world.
1: And really, with the with Monday being you know, the 30th anniversary, and we eventually need to talk about the the other thing no, that we don't. we don't want to talk about the elephant in the room. We don't have to, but I think one thing that we don't realize a lot as a as wrestling fans is how much timing comes into stuff and how much they have to take away stuff because of how if something goes wrong like that one segment or when The Undertaker's bike wasn't working properly, that takes seconds away from something else. And the fact that they flew all of those legends in uh, on one-time occurrences and have to pay them and they don't want to lose the money that they... Paid them to get there, so they want to get them on camera. So other stuff has to be cut. It sucks, but I think yeah. we don't think about that enough. Even at, in the main event with um, with Theory. That, and co- that just and like there,
0: it was like they just pulled just the wire. Off.
1: Yep, because they were out of time. So the, the timing on that show was not great from beginning to end, just because of all of different components and the one segment that we were really looking forward to really suffered the most, which was horrible. At the same time, when you're running a live thing, they make they have to make the decisions as to what gets cut in and, and the whys behind it. So
0: well that and they have new. a short period of time to do it. So yeah. like I understand that. I really I I really don't want to talk about this because we yeah, have like 25 minutes left and we but haven't started too? on nxt yet um
1: that segment sucked everybody it was that it, it was they yeah better.
0: it was very disappointing um well
2: that's what's gonna hit on is we noticed in the beginning of the show as me and you were watching it that the commercials were off yep mm-hmm. like it, that, there wasn't a commercial till like 15 uh, minutes into the show i had to pee mm-hmm. so bad and then, and yeah, we were like trying to hit the buzzer there. Like, hey, are we going to get a commercial? Is this a thing? And then we get to the end of the show. And I think we had five commercials in the final 30 minutes. Yep. To fill in time. So yeah, yep. there was definitely some some time issues, to say the least.
0: Yeah, there, Everyone, I think everyone got the little bits of nostalgia they wanted out of the show. In terms of developing storylines, probably not the best show to try to do it. On yeah, like I, I'm aware it's the RAW before the rumble. I'm aware it's the 30th anniversary, but like y'all got a pay-per-view in six days. So I I don't know how they're supposed to. I don't know. It's always tomorrow. It's always tomorrow. Um speaking of tomorrow, uh the day after Raw is 30. We had NXT. Flow put in his notes something about Andre Chase's wrestling gear. I, I the stage is yours my friend.
2: So Andre Chase comes out for this uh for for a match and, and I'm not sure if for those of you that watch
0: Oh, he didn't come main... out for a match. They came out for a ceremony. That's that's correct. They they were originally out for the
2: uh yeah. the The celebration or her first ever match and win which was much deserved I might say Damn, much deserved uh, but then uh we, we get a little bit of uh interruption in the form of JB McDonough which usually I'm excited to see him this wasn't one of them uh um, really? comes out ruins he it. with his girl yeah he came yeah. out completely ruined it did you see her face she was gonna bite him <laughs> I mean it, it was absolutely crazy so Andre Chase sticking up for Chase U in his uh, collegiate uh, attire. The man wrestles in what a dress shirt, a college sweater, sweater vest, a... vest
0: dress pants, and runners.
2: Yes, but so the match starts, and the I, I'm not sure what they were going for, but Andre Chase went absolutely nuts in the match. Hit spot move after spot move moving around, like, complete. I mean, if I was wearing that, I would be completely sweat-drenched, covered. I couldn't even imagine trying to run in that, let alone the shit he was doing. Nope. But, all in all, that was a fantastic uh, kickoff there. It was absolutely insanity, um, the match that went... Of course, uh, due to some weirdness of uh, Duke... We uh we didn't get the finish we wanted, but I mean it, that man is amazing. Um, I I need to see him in the ring more. Um, and see I can't even say that because every chase you skit they do is also absolutely comically amazing. So just the uh, big ups to the to the start of the show. Uh, so
0: the, the the actual of the, uh, start of the show was Tiffany Stratton and Indy Hartwell. For what it's worth, um, that kicked off the night. I had never seen Tiffany Stratton wrestle, and she's good.
1: She's really good.
0: God damn. They had they had a lot of very strong women's matches in NXT. But anyways, go back to Chase U. I just wanted to get that in there.
1: I think we covered Chase U. I think we're good there.
0: Oh, you didn't want to add anything? Okay. Um, no, no, I'm next. Good. Just How do you feel you. about? How do you feel about JD coming back? He's a main eventer. Easily. When's the last time we saw him? With uh, Ilya?
1: No, it was around Christmas. And know we had a, a championship match program with uh, Braun. And he lost to Braun. Because everybody loses to Braun.
2: Everybody.
0: Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later, too. Um, after that... Like I said, a lot of strong women's matches. We had Tiffany Stratton versus Indy Hartwell. We had Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley versus um, Kiana Janes and Fallon Henley. Um, Fallon and Kiana win, and now they have a title shot at Vengeance Day. Yep. We also had Wendy Chu versus Electra Lopez. And we had uh, Katana and Kaden defending the titles against Alba Fire, and to everybody's pleasant surprise, Sol Ruka. And then the night ended with the Women's Championship Summit. So I know there was a lot of buzz on social media about the women kind of being left off SmackDown and Raw. It was nice to see um, a strong female component to the NXT episode, even the parking lot got involved and helped with a women's (laughs) storyline. The
2: the NXT parking lot is undefeated. The NXT parking parking lot is on
0: pace to to beat Roman.
2: I would never step foot in that parking lot. That's all I'm saying. You're going to have to find me a a rear exit or something because that's not going to work. Given Mm -hmm.
1: the choice between the, the NXT parking lot And going one-on-one with The Undertaker? I'm (laughs) going to go one-on-one with The Undertaker. Every time.
0: (laughs) So I mentioned the strength of the women's division. And I know all three of us are very big Sol Ruka fans. I asked Flo to remind me to ask this question. Because I'm curious, as someone who doesn't have a massive wrestling knowledge background... Um, how long has she been wrestling for? It's been less than a year. It's been less she, than a year? She was, she's, that, yeah,
1: she, they found She's how her, old?
0: Uh, I'm
1: not sure. She was a former gymnast in yeah. college. And obviously everybody can't go to the Olympics, but she's been there like very, like she hasn't been on television more than three months.
0: Yeah. And she's how old? Like 23. 22, 23, 23, 23. so that's, that's it. That's the women's division in NXT is so young and so good. Thea Hale is 19. Roxanne Perez is 20. And then you have Sol Ruka, who is skyrocketing. Stock is going through the roof and she's like 23 years old. My question to the two of you who would you compare her to in terms of someone that's picked up the business so naturally and so quickly?
1: I said it last week, but I I compare her to Bianca in terms of just picking it up. They, neither one of them had any inkling of wrestling whatsoever when they came into the business.
0: Right, because Bianca was a track and field star, wasn't she? Yep,
1: track and field and CrossFit. It had nothing yep. to do with wrestling.
0: So, I do 100% agree with Don Jay,
2: and I'm going to go with a little bit of a hot take answer on this one. Logan Paul.
0: I was just about to say, it doesn't need to be a female-to-female comparison, just in general, in terms of who's Logan wrestling. Logan
2: Paul, everybody thought was going to be a complete disaster. Everybody. He's was amazing. Him. The man got into the ring, and like it was... I mean, he's outperforming the people in the ring. It's yep. unbelievable. He has the spots down. He has the moves down. He sells well. So in that comparison of who- He's got the
0: charisma set, and the talk, that,
2: talk, too. That that would be my comparison. And she's going to be a full-time, let alone. So, I mean, she's just, she's just amazing.
0: So we got Bianca. We got Logan Paul. It wasn't Brock called the next big thing for that reason, too?
2: Brock kind of came off the college wrestling background a little bit so it was kind of right. like right so he, okay so had... he had he was getting into he was getting into the OBW etc but he I, I you could put it on the same track but i think he still had more of the built background he wasn't just like hey this is new let's learn it let's go
0: right all right yeah i see i see big things for her i want to see her against a big name um, if everything feels smooth, everything feels natural. She just needs the reps at this point, I think. Have um, Natty. Would love, would love to see her against Natty. Um, really hope she enters the Rumble. I think that just would be really spots? good. Maybe not even just for the spots, just because I think it would be good for her development to put her on that big stage, because she seems to have everything. And like someone is saying in the chat. She hasn't had that match yet against a top caliber person. So we can't really see where the ceiling is with her yet. I completely agree. Um, but from what we're seeing early, she's, she's got star written all over her. And I'm very excited to see what she does next. Um, next topic of discussion is, uh, Hank. Hank?
2: Hank? That I mean, that was a match thrown together, and you got this big, giant, lumberjack, country boy, and Hank, which uh kind of got left in the ring by himself, but I don't think anybody minded as he just absolutely... I, I mean, what was that wheelbarrow move?
0: <laughs> the wheelbarrow powerbomb into an arm bar was yeah. something special, man. Something special.
1: And it's good to have Drew in the ring with all of them just because he's so good. He just one of those needed hands that can guide anybody through a wrestling match. So to have him tag with Hank against the, the creeds um, was a benefit to all of them.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. He, he was cool. giving me right. Seth, Seth Rogan vibes.
1: Tall Seth Rogan,
0: Tall, little chunkier, less high. Um, Seth Rogan selling propane and propane accessories. Um, I'll tell you what. And I'll tell you what. Um, one thing I wanted to remark, it wasn't in the notes, but um, Donjay did mention this when we were watching NXT. Can we talk about... Um, I'm, I'm very white, so <laughs> I don't I don't fully understand the implications of this, and I'm not going to pretend to know. But can you explain to me what happened when Apollo sat in Carmelo's chair at the barbershop?
1: You, you. If someone has an appointment at the barbershop, that's a personal foul by the barber itself. In, uh, so it's not even Apollo's fault; it's the barber's fault to allow him in the chair, knowing that Melo had an appointment. You don't do that. You, it's a personal foul. It's a personal affront. There's been fights that I have seen. In the hood for stuff like that.
0: Well, it turns out we are getting a fight out of it. Um, A two out of three falls match between Apollo and Carmelo at Vengeance Day. How excited are we? Banger. Mm -hmm.
2: It's going to be absolutely amazing. We're finally getting... What most of us have been asking for, two out of three in Iron Man matches, let them go as long as they possibly can. And it's just gonna be a spectacle. I'm and they so used to do them in NXT all the
1: time. Yep. They used to do them all the time with the with Gargano and, and Champa. Gargano and Adam Cole. Um, just just play it out in the in the ring. And Mello is my favorite person in that NXT bar mm-hmm. none. So anytime he's on my screen, uh I am there.
0: We do have um, one podcast episode before Vengeance Day, so I will reserve uh, predictions for that. But I'm really looking forward to that. The match that I'm really looking forward to at Vengeance Day is Braun Breaker versus Grayson Waller in a steel cage for the NXT. Neither of you remarked on this, which was a little surprising to me. Um. I love everything they've done in the last week from the absolutely totally staged but not supposed to look like it's staged um, brawl at the Performance Center to the brawl that ensued on NXT. Braun Breaker was walking through the hallways and I started going, Goldberg, Goldberg. (laughs) Like, it just felt... Like something was gonna go down. I mm-hmm. I know Grayson Waller is the heel here, and normally I hate that kind of a heel. I'm he's so great. into Grayson
1: Waller. I used to hate him, but he's fantastic. He won. I me can't over. hate him. He won me over at um, Stand and Deliver WrestleMania weekend when he jumped off um, and hit the elbow, and like we thought he broke his elbow but he was fired, It was like insane. And I've been a fan of his ever since.
0: He, he can wrestle, he can talk. He's got the swagger. Even the trash talk is just so good. Um, and seeing him and Braun scrap and it looks like they're, they're like, they're, you know, they're trying to make it look like they're actually real heat fighting. Um, and then seeing Braun just kind of go thud into the barricade. And then it's like even Grayson Waller was like, uh, what just happened?
2: <laughs> it, it's it been nuts, and I agree. Grayson Waller has definitely came around Yep. Um, when he first started. He was one of those ones where he couldn't stand when he first started, and he just kept growing and growing and growing. And it's funny that you make the Goldberg reference, not only because it definitely looked like that. Oh, it had but, written mean, all over it. That's what he is. I mean, that's the streak down in NXT, as me and Donjay alluded to earlier. Braun beats everybody. It don't Mm -hmm. fucking matter who you are, what's going to happen, what's going to go, he's going to beat you. And seeing him come out to the Goldberg, but now we finally have somebody in Grayson Waller that's in his head. Braun's getting angry. Braun's making mistakes. Um, Grayson keeps getting the one up again and again and again as long as the ring ropes stay together. Um, So I think – it's going to be interesting to see uh, what they do when they go again. But uh, yeah, he definitely took that wall out for sure.
0: Um, Like I said, I'm not going to get into predictions, but I do. I am going to put the two of you on the spot here. Who do you think goes main roster first? Braun Breaker or Carmelo Hayes?
1: Braun. Braun. You think so? And I I say Braun only because I think they want Mello to have an NXT championship run first. Before he goes, like he made the North American Championship, um, and when I think North American Championship, I think Mellow. Even though uh, you don't think Aiden, I don't think it. I don't think Aiden Wesley. Um, when I when I think it is always gonna be Mellow, but I think they want to give him a World Championship, um, run in, in NXT, and that's why he'll beat Apollo. Uh, in my mind, before we get a little deeper next week. Uh, but I think that's, that's where they go.
2: Yep. I could see that, uh, that storyline position dragging out as well. That's uh Mello hasn't won the big one yet. And I know, uh, before they send you up, they, they like to get you in there and I think he's definitely deserving of it.
0: So does he beat Braun at some point to start that run or does someone else hold the title? He beats Braun at Mania. He beats
2: Braun. Yep.
0: I think you, he's he, the one. Braun at Mania. All right. That said, I want bronze music to hit at the Rumble.
2: I want it to hit they, right
0: now. I want it to hit it right now. They usually have, like, an NXT rep, right? Hopefully, they have more than one. The field has hardly been announced. We'll get into that on Saturday. Um, but I'd love to see i would love to see him in the men's Rumble. I'd love to see Sol Ruka in the women's Rumble from NXT. Um, but moving on to AEW. Not a whole lot we're going to talk about here. But... Um, I did not watch this week's episode of AEW. Don Jay did, and you wanted to talk about the Danielson versus Cage match.
1: Yeah, so the main storyline on AEW right now is MJF putting uh, Brian Danielson through his paces to ultimately become good, hit the big boss, and fight him um, at the next pay per view. So every week he puts Brian Danielson in a in a match. Uh, to make sure that he can win and, and go for it. So this week was um, Brian Cage. He's a big son of a bitch. Uh, I love his work. And it was a great match. And Danielson won because that's what happens. But that's the story. part of the story. Yeah, but the other part of the story is last week, MJF um, basically bribed uh, Brian Cage to take him out by any means necessary. And they uh, went into this big. Um, beat down of Brian's arm, uh, put it in a chair, uh, slammed it into the ring post, jumped on the whole nine yards, and then Takeshka comes out to make the save. Um, new signee from overseas. Great, great wrestler. Um, so and now they don't want to clear Brian Danielson because of his arm, and then he, Brian, being Brian, just yells at the scream, and like, I did 60 minutes with a fucking separated shoulder and all that good stuff. I'm not a fan of the story, but it is the biggest story, main story on the show.
0: Yeah, somebody um, so in the chat um, is sharing my thoughts exactly. Um, if MJF and Brian haven't had a singles match yet, why is Brian going through all these? Why is MJF making him go through all these steps?
1: Because MJF is the heel champion, and he is always throws out the fact that he's going to run to he's a free agent in 2024 so he gets to call the shots and make all these things so he doesn't run to um good old Saint Nick and good old Triple H
0: the fed
1: so, he, so the fed so he mentions them constantly on the programming so he gets to do what he wants so he puts through puts them through their paces
0: he's such a weasel is this, which is which is the gimmick of, which is the gimmick but
1: it's also they, he's also done this before yeah um with um, Jericho.
0: Didn't he throw a massive tantrum when he didn't get the title? Like not, not storyline. Well, he, he
1: wanted to, he wanted to redo his contract um, because he was so over and probably the biggest thing in AEW at the time um, and wanted to renew his contract. He didn't get to renew his contract at the time. So as the story goes, he was getting on a plane 24 hours before their pay-per-view against Wardlow. Uh, and they coaxed him to come back. He lost a squash match to Wardlow and then was gone for approximately six to eight weeks and then he finally came back.
0: And now he has the title, and he's still throwing tantrums.
1: Well, now the tantrums are storyline driven as opposed to real life.
0: so and you all you so all you have to do is complain loudly to get a title run
1: is that to the right people and and show numbers to back it up
0: okay moving on um (laughs) yeah (laughs) i (laughs) you know (laughs) how i felt you know how i felt (laughs) about the mjf thing he didn't get nearly as much heat as sasha and naomi did for walking out and i didn't forget but we are going to move on (laughs) we are going to end the show with the J. Briscoe Tribute. I have the link that I'm going to share in the chat. Uh, the tweet with the little video package um, that they put out. I'm trying to quickly find the link to the uh, tribute show.
1: It was, a, it was a very, very moving video package that they they showed it on the show. They also put it on social media. Uh and it was just really emotional, but I think the, the thing that got me and just talking with some of my friends that I talked to about wrestling was just the actual match with Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal. Um, and JJ just basically just full-out crying before the start of the match. Uh, Mark being so strong. Uh, Paul Turner was a long-time um, referee in Ring of Honor, so he did the match. They had uh, Ian Riccoboni uh, and uh, Catrice Coleman on commentary, who are the OG Ring of Honor uh, commentators. Bobby Cruz is the ring announcer. They just really did it so well. They were all wearing the Jay Briscoe um, shirt that they are selling where 100% of the proceeds goes to Jay's family. So everyone was wearing that shirt. Uh, It was a great match. It was an emotional match. Uh, obviously, uh, Mark picks up the victory and then he goes and talks to the camera, just thanking everyone and, um, sending love to his brother and his family. It was a really emotional match itself. So yeah. I and, loved it.
0: And happy to report that, um, Jay Briscoe's daughter did regain feeling in her legs. So, so good. Positive. Positive news that she is on the road to recovery.
1: But those are the two main things worth really talking about, focusing on from AEW. They have their storylines, and and, um, and it was a good show. But I think the two things that really stood out in terms of um, just talking points was the forwarding of the championship storyline, and of course the, the tribute of Jay Briscoe, where. Tony Khan, to his credit, uh, fought really hard with Warner Brothers uh, Distribution, their group, because uh, to get this show on, they really couldn't do anything last week just because of bullshit. Um, But he fought really hard to get Mark Briscoe on the show to have this match with Jay Lethal, OG, Ring of Honor. And then last week they did record the tribute show uh, after Dynamite. And then they put in some testimonials with the people that knew him best. So that's in that YouTube video.
0: I do I do think it's sad it took this to happen to get the Briscoes on AEW. I think it's really unfortunate. Um, especially since there are so many people that have done so much worse and continue to be on TV every week. Um to punish somebody for tweets sent out 10 years ago even when they made steps to rehabilitate that behavior and change. Um cancel culture is is very pick and choose unfortunately. Um I don't really know if either of you want to touch on it regarding Jay Briscoe or not. Um, But I am happy that they came to their senses and allowed this tribute match to take place. Imagine not! I, yeah, they, I can't. Got,
1: it was it was it was horrible. Like I was pissed. I knew what it was just because they hadn't been on AEW to, uh, programming at all, except for like to promote a match via a video, especially like all the FTR matches. They weren't able to really go on any AEW programming to push that. It always had to be pay-per-views of somewhere else to push it. Um, So, Like you said, it it shouldn't have had to come to this to get a Briscoe to fight on AEW, but I'm glad that he was able to do it.
2: Yeah, we got the final resolution
1: of the match. Um, It was
2: pretty spectacular that they were able to get it done, and I'm definitely happy for that.
0: Is there anything else that you gentlemen would like to add to today's episode. I'm Gucci. You're Gucci. yeah I'm
1: ready for the rumble.
0: Let's go. Ready, ready for the rumble. We will have, we will have a one-hour um, pre-rumble podcast on the 28th around 2 p.m. Central Time. Maybe push it to three. We'll see. I think I have it tentatively scheduled for 2 o'clock. My time is 3 o'clock for the two of you. And that'll be just a, here's the card. Here are our predictions. Um, but if that's all we got, then that's all we got. Yep. See you Saturday for All Things Royal Rumble.